Hello and welcome to Falling Hard, a podcast about international life, love, dating, and relationships. Thanks for joining me for episode one of the podcast, where I'll be sharing stories about what it's like to live and look for love these days in different cities around the globe, from London to Shanghai or Munich to Miami. What struggles are people facing? What's it like to date currently during a global pandemic or to start a relationship with someone from a completely different culture? What's it like to be the last single one of your group of friends? We'll be talking all things to do with modern love, life, dating, and relationships in this intercultural cross-borders kind of world. My name is Sarah Cotter, and I'm originally from Toronto, Canada, but I've been living in Munich, Germany for the past four years. Before that, I spent about half a year traveling all around the world, including to New Zealand, Australia, and most of Southeast Asia. As a result, I have friends living in major cities all around the globe, and I'm always talking to them about their experiences there. What are their challenges in daily life, or with dating, relationships, and everything in between? I've heard so many interesting cross-cultural stories, and had so many funny experiences myself when living abroad or traveling, and I thought it would be so much fun to share them now with a wider audience. I've always been naturally drawn to helping others with their dating and relationships, whether that's helping them pick out their best photos for a dating app profile or lending an ear to hear about their first date horror stories. On this podcast, I'll be bringing you interviews with some of my international friends and sharing funny stories or insights on cross-cultural differences that we've experienced. So without any further ado, I'd like to introduce my first guest. His name is Mo, and he's lived in Honolulu, Miami, and now Munich, Germany. And we'll be talking about some of the differences between German and American culture when it comes to openness, exclusivity, university life, and partying. Um, we'll also talk about the challenges of dating in Miami, some typical single profiles, and what it's like to be dating versus in a relationship during lockdown. I should also disclose that we do happen to be in a relationship, but no worries. I promise you won't feel like you're third wheeling during this conversation. We will just talk at a high level about the differences between the two cities, countries, and cultures. Um, this podcast is intended for everyone, whether you're single, in a relationship, dating, or just curious what it's like to experience these kind of things in a different country or culture. And finally, I would ask everyone to please excuse any audio issues in this first episode. There are a couple different mics that were used and different tracks being mixed, so apologies if anything sounds too strange, and it should be better in future episodes from now on. So with that, let's dive in. Hello, so thank you so much for joining me here, Mo. Thanks so much, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, how are you doing today? I'm living the dream, one oh, day at a time. Excellent. So uh, we'd like to talk about some love, dating, and relationship experiences today. And I was hoping that you could tell me a little bit about the differences and experiences you've had um, living in Miami, having gone to University of Miami, and now living in Munich. Sounds great. Yeah, I, I, I think there's a huge difference in, in the two places due to the cultures. Um, I'd say just in general, the Germans are a little bit more held back with regards to meeting new people. And that also translates towards the dating scene. While in Miami or in many places in, in the States, uh, people are more open to, to meeting new people, making new friends or finding going on different dates. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, and just as an aside to give our listeners a little bit more background on you, 
you are half American and half German, is that right? Correct. So I was uh, born in the States, um, but both of my parents are German. Uh, I lived half of my life in, in the States and half of my life in Germany. Nice. Very international. So maybe we can talk a little bit more about the typical frustrations and struggles of dating in Miami. What are some of the challenges that people are typically facing? I'd say the biggest challenge for people is uh, the lack of commitment. It's, it's hard to find people that really want to uh, settle down. Mm, yeah, for sure. I think that makes sense. And it's something that, you know, I think daters encounter in a lot of different places is a struggle to get people to commit. Um, in terms of what you experienced uh, in terms of uni life at University of Miami, do you want to talk a little bit about that? I mean, I know... Both of us went to university first in Canada and the States and then later in Munich. So maybe if you have any thoughts about the differences in student life and culture with regard to that. Personally, I know I noticed a huge difference in the culture of student life when I came to Germany. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. I, I, I'd say that um, in Miami, people are more open. People meet each other on campus while here in, in Germany, or at least in Munich, um, at a technical university, it, you just go to your classes and don't really interact that much with your, with your classmates. So in Miami, I could walk down, down the campus and meet maybe 10 or 20 people that I know. Well, in, in Munich, you're lucky if you run into a handful of friends that, that you're familiar yeah, with. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, definitely, I wouldn't say for me that I had trouble making friends at university here in Germany, but I definitely noticed a difference in the openness of people to talk to strangers. So for example, I noticed a big difference as well in the North American culture versus the German culture when it comes to talking to people you don't know when you're out at bars and in clubs. So for example, in Canada and the US, it's pretty normal for guys to just go up to girls in bars or clubs and talk to them. Um, and I found in Germany, it's so rare that that actually happens. And even if you want to go up to people and just try to make new friends, be friendly and just talk to people that you didn't come there with, people will often look at you like you're quite weird. Um, it seems to just be that people stay a bit more in the groups that they came in or the cliques that they're there at the venue with, which I have to say, I think this may also be quite a Munich thing because Berlin, on the other hand, is really open and a lot of people are really friendly and willing to talk to strangers. And I haven't spent that much time in Hamburg, but from what I understand, it's kind of midway between the culture of Munich and Berlin. So probably people are a bit more open to talking to strangers there as well. Right. I've, I've had a few friends that came to visit from, from the States or from different countries and they actually noticed that that guys they that they miss that the guys don't approach them and into in the clubs or at bars yeah and that they think it's quite unusual yeah and I think that's uh, really interesting because in in the states often girls complain about being hit on too much mm -hmm. and then as soon as yeah. that is taken away uh, you hear people say that they miss it or that they complain that that's not the case anymore so I yeah. think that's that's quite interesting to observe but yeah to to come back to your earlier question. Um, so you do know people in your classes here. So I think that's still the same at, in, in Germany. However, you don't know people from different, from different uh, studies. Mm -hmm. So in, in Miami, you know everyone from anything from polysciences to 
to um, to English majors or pre-med students. Well, here you're just within your campus of mechanical engineering mm -hmm. and you don't really get that cross-major uh, um, yeah. networking. Or, yeah, that's a good point, actually. Like, I think in Canada and the U.S., a lot of people live on campus in the first year. So you have res, dorms, and that was a major way that I met a lot of my friends in first year. And then, of course, they're all in different study programs. So some people are in arts, others engineering, whatever you have it. Um, and here, obviously, in a master's program, I think it's pretty uncommon that anyone would live in dorms or on campus. So that's obviously different. But in general, I agree. I mainly only made friends within my program. Um, and I happened to make a couple other from a, a flat share that I had where I lived with someone in a math program. And then I ended up meeting his friends. But otherwise, you're right, I mainly only met people in my in my studies. So tell me a little bit more about the Miami dating scene. What does a typical profile look like of the stereotypical Miami guy that you might find on a dating app? I'd say it's, it's always hard to stereotype uh, everyone from Miami into, into one uh, class, but I can give you maybe a subset of these people, maybe uh, a typical uh, fraternity brother or... Okay, you can give me three um, personas. All right, I, I'll give you a few personas. So one of them is a typical fraternity brother or frat bro um if if he's on tinder he's most likely gonna have a tank top on showing off <laughs> his guns from from his gym workout the day before uh, -huh. uh usually showing lots of skin so showing his packs or his abs but beyond that it, it usually has like a catchy like very self-confident uh phrase implying that that he's only out there to to get laid uh <laughs> but he's very confident about it he's not ashamed of it he he talks to anyone about it and when he meets a, a girl or, or messages them on on the dating apps, they, they're they very open to, to just start with a one-liner like, hey, you want to fuck? Or something very direct. <laughs> Did you know some of these people? Were any of these people your friends? I've, I've talked to a few of those people, but um, it doesn't mean that every fraternity brother is like that, obviously. But I think that I've had a lot of friends who are also in frats that, that are very... Uh, super educated, super great guys, loyal, and um, had girlfriends for many years and that, that don't fit that stereotype. Mm -hmm. um, but other ones that I know, yeah, and it's actually hilarious to be around them because <laughs> you could go to to a bar with them and they hit on maybe 15 girls with a one-liner like, you want to come to my place right now and I'll show you what heaven is or something like that? does this actually work? And it doesn't work 15 times, but then the 16th time <laughs> works. So they're always successful because they, they have resilience. They they are diligent. They, they work hard. <laughs> Maybe not in school, but but in dating. And man, they they probably sleep with a lot of women. But they're doing... They're, they're having fun and they're actually great at the craft. Okay. And so what's the second persona that you might find on a dating app in Miami? Um, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of uh, people that are out there just uh, to, yeah, meet, meet other people because we, we often think that it's, it's hard to meet other people um, in person because it, it takes courage, it takes vulnerability. And on a dating app, it's, it's that vulnerability gets, uh, it's, it's easier to be rejected on a dating app because you say, oh, I'll just swipe right on someone else. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, it's a lot of people that want to really meet more people and the motives behind that are unclear so some want to do it for for the physical attraction to to hook up with them 
But I think there's generally a lot of people out there that also want to find a significant other that they can see themselves with um, for a longer period of time than just uh, one night. Oh, that's good to hear, even in a party city like Miami. Oh, definitely. I think um, people do want connection to a certain degree. And um, maybe, maybe when you're just starting off with college, a lot of people say, oh, I want to be free and I don't want to be tied down. But soon many people realize that it's it's not only about hooking up with, with strangers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I don't know if this is too personal of a question, and you can feel free to not answer if you, if you don't want to. But just considering the angle of cross-culturally dating our different culture shocks or differences, having grown up with a German family, and I understand you did move to the U.S. at the beginning of high school, so it wasn't exactly a culture sh- culture shock when you um, went to university and went to Miami, but did you find anything, maybe as a German, that you found quite surprising about living in Miami or dating in Miami or anything in, in that way that you find sort of surprising about American culture? I, I wouldn't say it's surprising just because um, it wasn't, it wasn't. You had already lived in the U.S. For I had three already lived. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but in general, I think just college culture is uh, that it was so similar to what is depicted in some of the movies that it is very um, that you meet a ton of people instantly. That you're thrown into a freshman dorm with with 500 other people and you all really click and become friends really mm-hmm. quickly. Mm-hmm. And I love that it was so easy to meet people. But at the same time, you don't make lasting connections. So if you if you look back at really how many people you're still in touch with after college, it's probably less than than a dozen, or or a yeah. little bit more. But really, the the 500 people that you meet in the first few weeks of, of freshman year, uh, they're not going to stay friends with you. I wouldn't say that's that's specific towards dating, but in, in general, that was a big yeah um, a big culture shock, if if you want to call it that. Yeah, I think I experienced something similar uh, going to undergrad at Queens, Kingston, Ontario, Canada, if that means anything to any of the listeners. Um, But yeah, I think there was meeting tons of people first year, lots of parties, lots of connections. And some people, some European friends, even looking at the pictures or hearing me describe my experiences, they were really like, wow, that's really just like the movies then. You guys actually have these crazy keg parties or keggers, as we call them which is not a common thing in Europe. I mean, everyone here lives in pretty tiny apartments. People don't really have a whole student house. Or in Miami, you guys even have crazy swimming pool houses where you had parties, I guess. Um, I mean, I felt that a little bit. I went to San Diego once, and I was partying with some college students there, and I was like, wow, this is really the, um, the movies of the American college experience, which was even, I think, a bit next level up from what we had in Canada, at least in my university. Um, but yeah, so I think it is, it is funny that it's quite similar to those cliche American college movies. Yeah, I think another thing that I would love to add here is that it's not all about the parties. What, what I'm saying when I say the typical like college movie experience is really just like moving into a dorm and meeting all these people. Um, there are a few parties that are very crazy, but at the same time, not everyone gets to go to these parties. A lot of these parties are unfortunately still very exclusive to either fraternities or people that throw the parties or mm-hmm. um, upper class people, but um, overall the experience is, is very much like it, minus the parties. Yeah, and maybe that's even a whole different tangent, but I know from one friend I had who went to Harvard, I visited her there once, and I couldn't get over the 
kind of extreme inequality in partying. There was really such a stratified social sphere where there's these elite guys who are in these social clubs, which is kind of the Harvard version of frats, I suppose. I think they also have frats. Sort of unclear to me the exact organization, but there's these guys who get into these elite clubs and they have all this money to throw these amazing parties at these mansions, basically. And they bus in girls from other universities in Boston, from all around. And there's so many more girls at these parties and only these few guys who are in the club. And guys who don't get accepted into any of these clubs can't go to any parties. And they can't go to bars either because the drinking age is 21. So it's like if you don't get into a social club, you're kind of socially screwed at Harvard, seemed to be what I heard, which is quite crazy. Like at other universities, I haven't heard of things like this. Yeah, I think I think it's anywhere. I think especially in the U.S., it's it's way different than than here in, in Munich. Um, that I experienced that too. That a lot. Like if you are not friends with people that throw parties, then you don't get invited to these parties, and people are very strict about not letting you join. And as a guy, it's it's really hard. And as a guy, it's, it's yeah. very hard. So you either have to bring lots of girls or really know someone really really well, or else you won't get accepted. But uh, here, here in Germany, it's very different. You you meet up in a in a public park, so there's no yeah. You can drink outside. You legally can drink here. outside. You can meet up in a bar with friends. It's and, way less exclusive. Even if you're just 18 years old, um, yeah. And so it's it's less exclusive. So I I, I did like that about um, about Germany. But at the same time, people are not as open. So if you go to one of those parties, everyone will talk, or you everyone will be open to talk to you and meet you. While here in Germany, if you go to a bar and you mm. approach a stranger, they're they're going to look over their shoulder and say, hey, who are you? Why are you talking to me? That's a really good point. It's it's less exclusive to get in. You can Anyone can go to a bar, but no one will talk to you there. And in the U.S., it's hard to get into the party, but once you get in, everyone will talk to you. Yeah, I think that's... that's we should uh, move them, have a little bit of both. Yeah, definitely. Get a nice in-between... So I want to also talk a little bit about, of course, one of the biggest topics of 2020 is the whole quarantine and corona pandemic. Of course, a very, very sad topic. But I think one of the interesting things that has come along with it is seeing how our society and our culture has changed in so many significant ways. And for me, it's been really interesting to see how dating and relationships have changed or what has been the impact on people's lives in that aspect of their lives um, relating to the quarantine. So we don't have to go into anything too, too personal. But yeah, do you have any thoughts on quarantine, lockdown, how that's affecting romance, dating, relationships, etc.? I think it has a huge, huge impact on our lives just because we're stuck at home or we're stuck with a significant other or a family or wherever you are. And because of that, you spend much more time with, with them if, if it's family or a significant other. And in, in those cases, it can be a, a make or break. I think if you get along with your significant other, it can actually strengthen the relationship and kind of make you realize that you are, are, are able to live together or spend more time together. But if you don't get along, I think it's a clear sign that you should not be together with that person. <laughs> and, yeah. and maybe consider um, breaking it, even if it's, if it's tough during, during the pandemic. Um, but on the other hand, I think for people who are single, I think it's a, it's a tough time because... You still crave the human connection, and um, I've I've talked to a few friends that that really crave uh, hooking up with girls or guys, and it's it's tough to meet someone right now. So I I 
couldn't imagine how that is for them. Yeah, definitely. I know I've talked to some of my friends and yeah, they're all feeling quite uh, frustrated if you're single in quarantine. Um, and yeah, I think there, there's some interesting social changes going on. One friend of mine who maybe we'll talk to in another episode, he mentioned that he'd been going on some video first dates, you know, talking to people on dating apps, Hinge, Bumble, Tinder, whatever. And then, of course, the only way that you can get to know someone a little bit better during this whole situation is to have a FaceTime or video conferencing first date, which would have been totally weird to all of us, you know, only a couple months ago. But now this is kind of becoming the new new norm. And another friend mentioned that she had seen some people on what appeared to be socially distanced walk dates. So maybe a second or third date, people are trying to meet each other in person, but still respect these social distancing rules. So I think it's all quite funny and interesting. I mean, I have to say I'm a bit glad that I'm not personally in that situation right now. But I mean, it's quite interesting, all the stories that we're going to have. Although people in... in, in of our age, we, I think a lot of us don't really care too much about the social distancing rules. And I've, I've known of many, or I've heard of many that, that still meet up with uh, other people in order to, to hook up or in order to meet them. Mm -hmm. So I don't think if you're horny enough, <laughs> then social distancing is not going to keep you from meeting other people. <laughs> it's just going to make it diff more difficult. Uh, but it's pretty bad. I mean, I hope that our peers are not making this pandemic worse or starting any kind of second wave, you know, because of these actions. It's quite irresponsible in a way, actually. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, I think that's been really interesting. I mean, even if not all of these cultural comparisons have been directly relevant to the topic of dating and relationships, I think it's still, at least I find it quite interesting to talk about the societal differences between the U.S. and Germany. Is there anything else that you want to add? No, uh, thanks for having me, and I'm looking forward to uh, having another conversation about this in the future. Cool. Uh, do you want to link social media or anywhere where people can find you? <laughs> no, okay. He will stay anonymous. Thank you so much for talking to me, and bye-bye. That's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, have feedback for me or any topics you want to hear about in future episodes, please let me know. You can find me and the podcast on Instagram at Falling Hard Podcast. And if you enjoyed this, please feel free to tell a friend or share it with someone who you think might like it. Cheers and until next time, everyone.